0: Welcome to The SIFT Podcast, your number one podcast for business, finance and psychology where great entrepreneurs come to learn and grow. I was in the markets a couple of
1: times, opened a few accounts and, um, you know, thought I could make some money overnight and it just turns out to be the opposite. I obviously lost it all, um, which wasn't fun. So it got to the point where I was in this grad job um, after university and I really wasn't enjoying it. I knew I wanted to get into trading. So I kind of just took the plunge and quit my job and thought, I'm just going to find a way to learn. Um, I then found, you know, Akil Stokes, Jason Greystone, signed up to tier one. Um, Even with that, though, I was worried. I thought, what if it's just a scammy course like a lot of these things are? But, um, you know, it turned out to be everything I wanted. Uh, So then, you know, I started going through the content. I had quite a lot of mistakes at the beginning, like rushing through things. I was, you know, really eager to get to live trading. And it resulted in me skipping over the basics. Um, And then after three or four months, I had to start again, which was really annoying. But I obviously learned a lot during that time. And then kind of since then, I learned, I then... um, you know, selected a strategy and have been back testing it since. And only now am I coming to the point of kind of finishing that off and starting to do a bit of demo trading.
0: Okay. And uh, what really got you interested in trading? Because it's not like something that everyone knows about. It's not a career that uh, many people are, are informed about. What really got you into trading? How did you come to know about it?
1: Yeah. Um, so it was actually on YouTube. I saw, I don't know if you've seen this documentary with. Anton Creel and Lex Van Damme, it was on the BBC and they basically took like a bunch of normal people and tried to teach them how to trade and I don't even know what it was but there was just something about it that just like fascinated me and um, like from there yeah I just knew I wanted to do it and it was just kind of a matter of time until I wanted to learn full time purely because I was at university so I had to finish that off But yeah. I think, I guess, the idea that you can, you don't have to work for someone in doing it, um, you know, it can provide you financial independence. And that can be a platform then to go and do other things as well.
0: Okay, so you watched this documentary by Lex Van Damme and Anton Creel and then immediately opened an account or did you carry out some form of due diligence? or?
1: Yeah. No, it was like um, going to Google, type in, um, probably open trading account or learn to trade and this is like, my like whole problem with this industry to be honest because in my opinion when you type in like learn to trade it shouldn't come up with just like a bunch of brokers that are basically saying open account today will have like a small amount of money because you think these are like legitimate people it's legal for them to do this so what's the problem um, so yeah opened account funded it with like 500 pounds I think because that was like as much as I could lose at the time And the broker on the phone was saying, you know, ah, do you see overnight how it's gone up by £100? Uh, You should put more in. And my instinct was just saying, don't, because you don't really know what you're doing. And believe it or not, like the next couple of hours, it just went through the floor to zero.
0: You you kind of remind me of uh, myself and my journey, because I remember when I started was uh, back in 2017, and it was from a point of adversity where... I didn't have any kind of job, you know, I'm a foreigner in uh, Germany, I'm a foreign student in Germany, and I didn't have any form of job, I was pretty much broke, and, you know, I was confronted by this advertisement on YouTube that, you know, you can make $300 Uh, from your uh, living room or from your bed, just buying and (laughs) selling uh, Euro, US dollar, and, you know, and pretty much fell into that trap, so I... And like, how did you know that Akil Stokes or tier one trading, uh, that they are legit? Cause you know, there are a lot of trading schools, trading academies and online trading in quotes, experts, but it's usually yeah. more of an affiliate marketing uh, thing going on.
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, I Like anyone, if you were to look at Akil Stokes on YouTube, cause I just stumbled across his videos, And it was like incredibly in-depth stuff um, where he clearly knew what he was talking about. I feel like you can just tell from someone compared to, he wasn't trying to sell anything. He was literally just there talking about his trading and setups and rules. And at that point in time, I personally, because I heard about him in like 2015, I kind of wasn't ready to take things seriously. So I just thought, oh, this is going to take too long. Like, I'm going to look at someone who, you know, is gonna tell me how to make money a bit quicker um but when you know that kind of didn't work out I always remember to kill's name and it was someone I was like I need this guy as my coach and then I just typed his name in and found tier one but you can just tell with him and Jason that um you know they're kind of in it to change this industry and actually teach people how to trade rather than just trying to get money off people
0: and um why do you think it has taken you quite so long to get into live trading? Because I know you've been doing a lot of backtesting, which is really, really good. I, uh, I watch all your stuff, all your videos on YouTube. You listen to your podcast. I check your Instagram posts. Why do you think it has taken you this long to get started on a live account?
1: Yeah, well, it's an interesting question, and as I feel like I get asked that quite a bit. Um, and for me. I'm, like, long compared to who, do you know what I mean? Because I know people who have have gone live quicker, but their live training's not going well. So for me, it was always a case of it takes as long as it takes. And when I started backtesting, the first three or four months, um, I was testing a strategy where I used the higher time frame as my daily. And um, I just thought the setups are too slow for me, like there aren't enough of them. Also, you know, when you've only got kind of 30, 40 trades to filter off of, for me, that's kind of not enough to actually base decisions on. So I then thought, okay, I'm going to use the 240 as my higher time frame. So I started doing that from like May, I guess. Um, But I just found like as I was testing things, I would then have another idea. And I do feel like you're trying to find your feet a lot at the beginning of what do you like? What don't you like? And you're trying to get to your rules rather than something you're kind of trying to just force on yourself. So I feel like it's just taken me quite um, a while to kind of find my approach and something that I'm actually happy with. And I feel like I've like now got there with that.
0: Okay. And would you say that maybe you're a perfectionist in some sense? Or is it actually necessary for everyone to go through the whole process of backtesting Uh few months down the line or maybe a few years down the line or maybe it's just maybe specific to you that you like you know being a bit perfect in what it is you're doing
1: in terms of testing, um no i think everyone has to back test because at the end of the day if and i know um we obviously spoke about my podcast that i did in terms of my opinion on backtesting, like, if you're a technical analyst, your whole approach is based on the idea that history repeats itself. So the idea of actually testing your strategy through historical data, like, it literally just makes logical sense. Um, I know people who do technical analysis and they don't agree with it. And to me, it's like, but that means you don't agree with, like, the whole approach you take to the markets. So that doesn't really make sense to me. But, um, yeah, without a doubt, you know, it's important to do it. Everyone who's, who I know who's a successful trader um, says you need to backtest. So, for me, it makes sense to listen to those people.
0: And uh, how do you handle people who approach you on Instagram? Because your Instagram, like, you're doing a whole documentation on your trading journey. And now, how yeah. do you handle people who approach you and they're like... Because uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure this has happened to you, that maybe a broker or someone has approached you and they're like... Uh, can you maybe teach me how to trade or like, can you manage my funds or how do you handle such? Cause I used to get that a lot until, you know, on the bio section where you write, for example, you're a trader or something like that. I had to remove mine because I was getting, oh, really? I, yeah, I was getting confronted a lot by brokers. Like I can't even lie. And I used to post that, like they will <laughs> approach me. I will screenshot that and post that on uh Social media is like I'm not even interested. I don't. Know. How do you handle that?
1: Really? Yeah. Wow. Um. I don't really get that much to be honest. Like, the majority of people who message me, like literally like ninety nine percent, um, are kind of genuine people who just want to learn the right way of how to trade. Um. Yeah. I honestly haven't really had much of that. I've had a couple where you know, like you're saying, they'll just kind of imply that you can make money overnight. But I used to reply to stuff like that. Nowadays, I don't because, I don't know, often the conversations don't really go anywhere. If I think that I can actually change someone's mindset a bit by a conversation, then obviously, you know, take the time. But after a couple of minutes, you can normally tell that they're in the get-rich-quick mindset and, you know, that that's not going to just change with a 10-minute conversation. So, yeah, I tend to um, try not to... <laughs> I guess I have many conversations of that type of person.
0: Okay, and you? But like I
1: said, I don't really get many of them, literally, like maybe 5%
0: of the time. Interesting, interesting. And um do you feel that maybe at the start you were also in this get rich quick mind- mindset? Because speaking from my own point of view and from my own experience, I was in that get rich quick mindset, or what I think Jason Grayson calls it. Uh, the shiny object syndrome, but I was coming from a point of adversity where uh, yeah. I was jobless. <laughs> so I don't know. Did you yeah. have the yeah. same? <laughs> uh, did you have the same approach when it came to trading?
1: Um, definitely. And I think because I was listening to one of your podcasts actually, where you're talking about um, currency trading, and you were saying like you find it qu- quite disturbing, just generally with this industry, how it obviously kind of portrays that message. So for me, just because I'd seen stuff like that, you just think these people know what they're talking about. So I think you just automatically go into that mindset because that's the mindset that's kind of given to you by the industry. Mm-hmm. And until you hear other than that, um, I think it takes a while to get out of that mindset because at the end of the day, trading, like it's sole purpose is making money. Um, it's just so in your face, which is obviously why it's also quite psychologically challenging for a lot of people. But um, yeah i think i did struggle with that a bit at the beginning i wanted to just get to live trading, get to live trading, and it took a while to kind of change into the mindset of this is going to take a while um you need to kind of just focus on what you're doing rather than wanting the outcome all the time but did you do you find that you saw like a lot of industry experts claiming you know all the things that we know are untrue
0: (laughs) i know a few personally Uh, wow okay (laughs) yeah i know a few personally and that's the thing um I had a lot of problem when I was starting off because from my point, I was coming from a point of ad- adversity and I needed a quick fix. And uh I was always, yeah. you know, like the first time I was actually bombarded by uh, an advertisement where this guy was talking about, you know, you can make $300 from home, blah, blah, blah. And I remember I talked to someone really close to me who I knew he was doing the same and he had also his like trading academy yeah, but then at the end I realized it wasn't really trading that was going on, it was something different. Yeah, sadly.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: Uh,. I think, um, Mm -hmm.
1: you know, that happens to a lot of people. And I think because you so badly want it to be true in that you can make that much money in a day with zero effort, that you're just like willing to kind of ignore that part of your brain, which is saying this is nonsense. (laughs) Because I feel like everyone kind of knows, but you just want to ignore it and hope for the best.
0: You know, the the funny thing is I used to, I don't know if you know about this, I used to have a trading academy myself.
1: Oh, okay. I didn't know that.
0: I used to have it. I started it in on in March. And then by August, I was like, right. I'm, not, I'm not doing this anymore. Because the minute I started, the now, I had several problems. The first problem was I didn't know how to market. Uh, okay. Because it's very, how can I put it? It's very, um, how do you even market that you have a Forex Academy? Like it's... Right. Yeah, I found it very, sounding very sketchy, <laughs> very scammy. Now the second problem I had was, uh, I will have people come in; they're really interested, and then we will have an interview. I will have an interview with them, talk to them first, explain to them the whole process. And it's like when I told them, like it'll take maybe one year plus, maybe two years. I don't know, but it'll take a long time. And guys were like, "Hmm, maybe you can manage, my- maybe you can manage funds on my behalf." So you know, most oh, of them oh were in God. this. I just want to get into it. I don't want to learn. I'm like, yeah, I can't really help you. Like, yeah, I can't manage funds because I'm not licensed to. I can only teach and mentor you. But then again, you have to be ready to learn for one year plus. Maybe it might take longer for you or shorter. Like, it depends with everyone. Like, it's different with everyone. So it was a problem for me. And then the second thing was brokers.
1: Okay.
0: You'll be surprised in case in future you decide to you know, maybe start your own trading academy or something, you'll be surprised with the number of brokers you get approached by. And I'm talking about (laughs) big time, big... What do they say, asking? Um. First of all, they look for my email, which is on my website. They'll get that first. And then they'll send me an email and they're like, oh, we've seen you're doing A, B, C and D. We're interested in a partnership with you, uh, doing a partnership with you. And then obviously I'll ask, "What, what kind of partnership is this? Okay. Yeah, we need uh, we need you to bring some of your clients, and then uh, you'll be making this much. So basically, it's an affiliate program. And the reason why I was always against that was, you know, the minute I start focusing on being affiliated to a broker, I stop being professional to my clients.
1: Totally agree.
0: And then I will tell the broker like, yeah, but I have like uh, seven people on my platform. And they're not ready to start trading. They might start maybe at a very very later date, and like, no, no, they can start right away. I was like, no I can't really oh uh, I can't really allow them to start trading yeah, so just in case you want to I start a, just in case you want to start a trading academy in future." just a heads up yeah no,
1: honestly i'm the same as you like and this is the thing in like the trading industry i feel like the only thing that's actually up for grabs is like being absolutely transparent and actually genuinely helping people so i feel like as soon as like your name is associated with anything that's not that i don't know like for me it's just like tarnished completely um so yeah i'm trying to stay well away from stuff like that also Mm -hmm. Even if it does, you know, bring money in quicker, like I would rather play the long game and do things the right way. Because obviously we want to be sustainable and be around in like 10, 20 years, not just kind of crush and burn.
0: Mm -hmm. And Let me ask something. Why do you, um, what's the purpose of documenting your whole trading journey?
1: Okay. Um, To begin with, I think it was because, um, you know, you're obviously sat there in your room by yourself and I wanted to connect with more people um, and having that Instagram account, without a doubt, I've connected with so many people like yourself who have the exact same values and are doing the same thing or are where I want to be. Um, So that was like the main reason. Also, it brings accountability. You kind of have to post stuff, which means you have to actually be learning. Um, So that was another benefit. And then again, if you want to go into managing money or even doing a partnership with someone in the future, um, I just feel like it gives kind of, I guess, the world like a good idea of who you are um, and what you're about through that documentation process. And like we've said, because this industry is full of so many scammers, if you can literally see someone's journey from the beginning until when they get to a profitable trader, you can't really argue that, like that they're not legit, it's there in front of your face. Um, I'm sure some people still would argue with that, that it's, you know, made up, but to me, um, yeah, it's black and white in front of you. This person's gone through the journey. You can literally see it for yourself.
0: Okay. Interesting. And, um, in terms of growth and your perspective, has anything changed? Like from the time you started trading? Cause you know, it's a whole process. It's a, it's a whole learning process from, you know, your psychology yeah. to your mentality, to the way you view things for me, it's more of, you know, process of outcome. If you've read Mike Belafure, One Good Trade, it's more of process of outcome. Uh, yeah. has, any, has anything changed for you?
1: Um, I would say the fact that it takes so much longer than I thought. There's no way I thought it would take this long. And for me, it's kind of been frustrating as well because, um, like, my whole, like, lifestyle is kind of depending on me actually doing one well in trading. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's my only option. I don't want to do anything else. So... I would say kind of getting used to the fact that it takes a lot longer than I actually thought and dealing with the fact that it's quite frustrating has been quite challenging for me, like even now. But um, other than that, I think you just have to think, do you actually want to learn? Because um, again, I heard in one of your episodes when you were saying, you know, obviously trading's not for everyone. And I think you find out quick enough that, you know, if you're not actually in it, this for the long game then you should probably stop quite quickly because it is going to consume quite a bit of your time. And, yeah, you kind of just have to get used to that from the beginning. But I don't think those clear expectations are actually, you know, available to most people. You just think it's going to take you a couple of months and then all, all of a sudden, like, a couple of months turns into a year. and then two years. Like, it does take quite a long time.
0: And has being in a... Has being in a you being in a trading community helped you in a certain way? Because i've been on the tier one platform for a short while and i've seen oh, yeah. what i've been there and i've seen what jason and akil have i've seen uh, you know you, you 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 guys have the london session the new york session and you have this like little, little little uh chat group where you guys talk and everything has that helped you in a certain way or do you think that maybe if you were to do it on your own it will have been a bit different maybe Oh
1: my God, I think if I'd done this on my own, I'd literally just be down some random rabbit hole right now and just not even know what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Because like people in the community have been there and done it. So if you're typing in that chat, like at the beginning, I was told probably about 20, 30 times by Gabrielle, who I think you know, um, that I'm rushing and I just chose to ignore her. And after three four months, I had to restart because I'd been rushing and I didn't realise. So people really are trying to help you in there. Also, like, George S, for example, um, he could see that, like, I really wanted to do well and, you know, he's happy to help people that's serious. So he actually reached out to me and was, like, you know, trying to explain a few things and that turned into him helping me a significant amount. And I would definitely be, like, six months behind if it wasn't for him. Like, he's really been, um, you know, having someone kind of there a bit more one-to-one who's actually watching what you're doing accelerates your progress like hell. So, you know, if you're actually serious about this, those types of people are going to want to help you. And then obviously, like Akil Jason, you can email them whenever you want. So just getting those um, answers to your questions rather than searching the internet for 100 hours. um, And kind of, in my opinion, you have to be asking the same people questions because otherwise the answers you're going to be getting are going to be inconsistent. So I always try to ask, like, literally, like, the same three people if I have a question because then I know... The answers I'm are going to be consistent with, kind of what I need. So yeah, without a doubt, it makes a difference.
0: And uh, what's what's next for you? What's the next step? And any pieces of you know advice for any aspiring trader before we wrap this podcast up?
1: Sure. Um, so the next step for me is obviously going to be going live, which I know is just going to be like a whole journey in itself. And then off and then just like kind of building next strategy, um, so on and so forth. I want to go into managing money, ideally in 2021. So yeah, all that to come. Um, And then other than that, bits of advice. I think just be really clear on the journey, um, like for your own sake of having belief transference that this is actually possible. This is what I need to do to get from A to Z. Um, Once you've kind of sorted out and there's no gray areas, it's literally just a case of following that and doing what you need to do. Um, And then getting around like-minded people um who are going to kind of keep you on track when you're about to go you know perhaps down a bit of a rabbit hole so they can keep you accountable and you know make sure that you're on track to kind of achieve what you want to do
0: and process of outcome yeah,
1: yeah oh without a doubt process of outcome. <laughs> like that will just i feel like that just naturally gets ingrained into you because having like a results driven mindset um you're just gonna make like no progress at all or you're just gonna crash and burn crash and burn how about you what advice do you have
0: for traders a uh, good question
1: yeah
0: process of outcome it's on my yeah. logo it's everywhere all like literally all my friends know i live by process of outcome but not only in trading but also in business for me it's okay. always process of outcome you listen to i know you listen to uh gary vaynerchuk a lot and he talks about oh, I
1: love him. yeah he
0: talks about building your own brand your own personal brand and your own business brand and he talks about doing that in the long run and not in the short run, like yeah. like, you know, starting up starting your own podcast, uh, creating content for social media. I don't know, creating ten pieces of content on each social media platform. I've tried that, but I can't, I can't really manage at the moment. You know, producing ten pieces of content each and every day on different platforms. I've also tried TikTok. I don't know if you've tried TikTok. Don't really understand the platform. Um,
1: no, yeah, I don't either. I mean, I downloaded
0: it, but um, yeah, I'm not going to lie. I didn't end up using it. Yeah, so for me, it's a process of outcome. It's not... Also, trading is not for everyone. Like I, I mentioned in the previous, but it's something not for everyone because I should say you're trying to do what big banks are doing, but in a, in, in, in a retail scale. Yeah. So you just can't, you know wake up and say, like, I want to start trading in one week or in one month, it just won't, it won't happen. Like it's you're better off gambling. I think with gambling, you have a bit more, yeah. <laughs> you have better chances or, you know, you know, a funny story is the first time I started trading, I was doing uh, binary options and I thought, okay. I, I thought I was trading at that time. I don't know if, I don't know if you had uh, IQ options.
1: No, I'm not even familiar with binary options and all that. I've heard like bad stories about it
0: though. Yeah, I was pretty much gambling because it was just buying and selling. It was just like 50-50. Like you, you lock in a certain price. Now that I think about it, it was purely gambling. You will lock in a certain price and then say that if you want to buy or sell. So basically you don't have a strategy or a system. And then... You lock in a certain position for like, let's say, 30 minutes. And if, right. you, if you locked in, let's say, at $40, $40 and then you bought it uh, for that 30 minutes, you're constantly watching that the price is above $40. Anytime <laughs> the price goes below 40 you lose everything. So there's no like G-F risk management or anything, no.
1: Blasi, how and that's just not even <laughs> good for your health like that would stress me out so much you know you want to be living like a decent life as well as obviously learn to trade but why do you think um, a lot of people are in that kind of results driven mindset
0: um i think everyone is you know most people most of us are really attracted to money i think we put money as you know this thing that if you have money, it's like you've made it in life. I think a lot of people are re- re- always really in a rush and also to, like, prove, to prove a point or, like, to, how can I put, like, um,
1: like to other people type thing.
0: Yeah, like, you, you know, we live in a society, I tend to be a lot, I tend to be a lot philosophical and we live in a society where people live based on other people's opinions and, like, a lot of people are, you know, put money on this pedestal and not really happiness and, you know, building solid relationships. And you can see it around the world. You can see it even in uh, in dating lives, in you know, in, in your friends, maybe in, maybe with the people you know, like money is this king that everyone that everyone wants yeah. and, that, and like everyone is in like. People want to take the short, the shortest way to get to that, and social media has played a huge role in this. Now, why, why do I say that? I say that because I see a lot of people on social media, and it's one of the reason why I also did unfollow a lot of people and on, on social media. I know you uh, started a new um, Instagram page. For me, I had to unfollow oh, yeah. a, a lot of people because there's a lot of rubbish you see on social media on of people, you know, flexing. You know, 20-year-olds flexing, showing off their money, blah, blah, blah. And then you, you, maybe you're 22, 23, and you're wondering to yourself, if this guy's 20 or 18 and he's flexing like this, what am I doing with my life?
1: Yeah a hundred percent and you know what this has been my struggle with learning to trade for quite a while is that because like for me I've been learning for like one and a half years now and it's kind of like there's been really there's no tangible results to show in terms of you've gone live and now you're actually making money so I think that's a really difficult thing to deal with when you're learning because I do feel like confidence judgment from others like oh but you're like nothing nothing's actually coming from us yet and it's just like a j-curve do you know what I mean you have to in my opinion you have to of course put in the groundwork to actually you know achieve something it's not just going to come like that but a lot of people I don't know I think they don't take it seriously because there is that investment of having to learn where you're not seeing any results but you know it's just putting in the groundwork so you, that you do get results at the end of the day
0: yeah we tend to be we tend to be very impatient uh, we human beings. Yeah. So, Naomi, um, thank you for coming to the SIF podcast. Now, let me ask, where can my listeners find you?
1: Yeah, thanks for having me, by the way. Like, I've really enjoyed this. Um, so, on Instagram, at Naomi G. And, yeah, that's kind of like the only social media that I'm actually on.
0: And on uh, Spotify?
1: Oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> um, the Trading Journey podcast, which I started last month kind of
0: recently okay so i'll put it down in the i'll put it down in the description box guys if you have any question make sure to reach out on on her social media naomi gs light and also on my social media kiam junior make sure to check her podcast the trading journey podcast and also if you have any question make sure to send me an email at augustine at dot net. that's that is a-u-g-u-s-t-i-n-e at dot net. see you on the next episode So, I've stopped. Make sure to like and subscribe to our podcast and also share it on your social platforms. Remember, guys, it's process over outcome.